Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about gifts. And that's gifts with a T, as I'm not yeah, anxious not... about gifts. I like <laughs> gifts a lot. <laughs> I'm not anxious about gifts either. G-I-F. I'm going to have to like really enunciate the T throughout the rest yeah, of this yeah. episode. I also feel like I was particularly excited to say my name today for some reason. I was just like, I'm Christopher Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, how are you doing, Christopher Mitchell? <laughs> I'm pretty good, Allison Green. Um, yeah, I think we are recording another timely episode here. I think we're pretty good at, you know, when da- near daylight savings time, we recorded an episode on daylight savings time. And near Halloween, it was Halloween. And I think that's kind of a fun approach to take. And I don't know, I, I, I like it. I mean, I won't say it's because, well, I'll, I'll just say it's it's not because we pick topics last minute for sure but it's also not not because of that either (laughs) right i think it's i i think quite frankly it's the understanding that we both have that the system that we have enables us to be timely and so it's really not an aptitude it's it's strategy sure sure i'll go with that (laughs) it sounded good to me i'll I'll believe my own bullshit if you will (laughs) So speaking of ineptitude, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Chris, on a scale of one to shopping at the last remaining stores at 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, how are you doing today? Pretty good, actually. I think I got a lot of things out of my system last week. Um, We talk a lot on this podcast about the peaks and valleys. And last week was, I guess, the trench of a valley. And... This week, I you know, while I'm not uh, on Everest by any means, I think I'm feeling a lot more like myself. I don't feel like I'm wading through a a fog of anxiety, if that makes sense. You know, yeah. when you're you have an understanding that really it's more about bearing down and getting through this as opposed to, I guess the best way to describe it is just like I was just kind of trying to go through the motions to get back to this place with the <laughs> understanding that there wasn't going to be any one thing or any magical cure that was going to be like, and now you're great. Like it's, it's sort of a gradual process. And I think the more you understand anxiety, the more you understand the cyclical nature of it. But that at the same time, for some reason, every time you're in that place, that valley, you can't seem to remember the peaks exist. And <laughs> yeah. even though I know they do. So all that to say, I feel good this week. And I will definitely take a moment to be grateful for that. But mostly just more like myself. And that doesn't mean perfect, um, which is totally fine. But at least I, I'm, you know, I have that uh, intrinsic motivation that I want to have to to do things and enjoy things and all that kind of stuff. So that's good. Um, if I have to give a number, you do. Um, if la- <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I can't remember what I said last week, probably like an 110 billion I was last week, but this week, I'm probably more like a 
on a like a two or a three. I have some a little bit of like nervous excitement to get all the stuff done, but there's not the I don't feel like I'm doing it with a 48 pound brick on my head, you know, <laughs> like yeah. just kind of weighing me down at all times. So probably let's go with a two. I know I've, I've tried the whole two and a half thing before and I was, I was berated by you. So yeah. I will not brutally that rejected, very brutally rejected. So you want to talk about feeling inept. This isn't your other podcast where you can have half and fractional button downs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <this> is- <laughs> This is, we're not playing those sorts of games. No. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, I am, I'm a two today and I'm grateful to be a two today. And what about yourself? Did we switch places? Are you, did, are you having the week that I had last week, this week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm having a rough week. Pretty much like literally as soon as we stopped recording last week, it was just a really rough week. I found out that um, my stepsister passed away. And so it's just been sort of, you know, a lot of grief and reckoning with, you know, a life that was cut really short. And, you know, it's just been rough kind of grappling with that and also just not being able to go home and support my family. You know, if it was, you know, a normal year, I would be on a plane going home to, you know, be with my family and provide some moral support at the service and whatnot. But, you know, it's just not really possible right now. And so it's just like making me feel even more like acutely homesick. Mm -hmm. And also just sort of remembering how short life is. And then it makes me like, really upset that I'm stuck so far away from home for so long. You know what I mean? Like knowing that life is so short. It just kind of like hammered home just like how trapped I feel. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's just a really shitty time to be across the ocean from your family. You know, like it's yeah, just it's, sucks. Yeah. It's very much understandable. I think it's and that's not even really in the realm of necessarily just anxiety, but it's just a yeah. really frustrating fact of life. And but the truth is you and I both understand that things can feel a bit more acute because all that to say, I'm sure the past week you've been revisiting some of the same thoughts over and over again, which can be difficult. Yeah. And uh, I understand that 100%. Yeah. yeah, it's just been a lot of kind of like being mad at myself for like being sure. stuck in the situation that I'm in and like... Something out of your control. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been rough. And then I've just been hit like with another wave of like fatigue and exhaustion. And that always makes me super anxious. And just like today Mm -hmm. was one of those days that like, I just knew it was going to be shitty before it started because, you know, I woke up with a headache, took some medicine, went back to bed. Tulio brought me coffee. And then the first thing I did was like, I reached out to like put my glasses on and like build it. Yeah, exactly. Just and it was just that kind of day. And I just burst into tears. Like it was just one of those things where it's like, I spilled the coffee. And now I'm having a legit tantrum. And so um, it's just been one of those days, you know, like it, I had a walk and it was a much needed walk, but like there was just one point where I was just like walking down the street on a totally empty street, just like bellowing at the world. And it was like a very, it was just a busy, almost like a highway type street. Um, and there was no one around. So I could just like, oh, I can yell right now and no one will see and it's really mm-hmm. fine. And so I just like yelled for a bit and that kind of helps, you know, <laughs> sometimes just I feel like that's, scream at the I mean, world. <laughs> yeah. For, for what it's worth, I feel like that probably helped. And 
I also feel like that's probably the scene in the movie that people are really gripped onto. You know, like if if, yeah. if your life is the movie that we're all tuning into, that moment has dramatic music. We're circling around you as the scream comes out. <laughs> kind of like, you know, the scene in um, Shawshank Redemption where the rain's coming down and mm-hmm. like, it's like the triumphant music. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. Um, I hope that came across as playfully cheering you up and not deeply insensitive. <laughs> no, no, it was nice. Um, so yeah, no, it's just one of those one of those days where I was yeah, sure. just in a foul mood and I got to let it out a little bit and that helped some. And yeah, you know, one thing I learned about life just living in New York for so long is like a public meltdown is really rewarding, you know, just like an (laughs) occasional public meltdown, just a light one, you know, just there's something really nice about just like crying in public and just not caring. It's very freeing because normally I spend so much of my life super preoccupied with what people think of me, like including just completely inconsequential people where their opinions on me have zero bearing on my life. And every now and then I just get so upset that I just completely override all social anxiety and just can melt down. And mm-hmm. today was one of those days and it was really freeing and nice. So that said, I started the day at a nine, but I think I'm like a five now after three hours Good. of walking and a public meltdown. I thought you were going to say a 74, so I'm happy you went back down. So that's that's no, good. See, I think. Chris, I respect the linear oh, one, okay. zero to 10. You know, you're trying well, to throw in the, like random integers and 11 billions. And I didn't I, say no. 74.5, Allison. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I respect the, the one to 10. All right. Okay. Well, I will stay within your boundaries. Just you, you paint the box and I'll stand in it. No problem. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's get on to uh the episode for today. Today we are talking about gifts and we this is a topic that I think we have a lot of feelings about for I don't know if we have good reasons to or not, but it should be a good episode. I think it's probably worth just stipulating at the beginning that we're talking about the giving and the receiving of gifts and all that goes along with it. I'm assuming we're we're sort of talking about Christmas e sort of stuff in general, though probably not necessarily just that. If you want to bring up birthdays, I think that's probably yeah. fine too. But but I'm guessing that's the vein that we're going for with this. So yep. um, yeah. And then and then I guess the real the real trick is how do we approach this episode without looking like we are both equally the Grinch. <laughs> Oh, I know I'm the Grinch and that's okay. I do not like Christmas. I hate Christmas. And no, my heart will not be going three sizes by the end of the episode. You can try this episode, it, though, but it's not going to work. Wait for it, Allison. This episode, I'm going to try and have your heart grow by 0.5. Okay. No, it literally no. palpitated with a little bit of anger at that. I was like, no, no, no fractions. <laughs> I thought that was clever, though. You, you got to give me it was. at least it was... give me half a point. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. I don't know why I'm so like a post point point fives. It's like a perfectly reasonable thing, but I'm just like no. It's like oh, that no. like that very rigid part of anxiety that's like things need to stay exactly the same because if they're different, I will freak out. You know, it's like how it's like how I always walk the same path. 
I always go down the same roads. Like when I would bike home, I would always bike home on the same streets. There's just something very soothing about not breaking my routines. Is that a little crazy? A little crazy. No, I mean, we like we all, we do get caught in routine. It's, it's very innately human. And I'll give you an example. Like I, I remember I took human geography in my first year of university and I went into class the first day or whatever and then i went to class the second day and the professor like i'm sure they were really excited to do this but they looked out over the the lecture hall and like do you want to know what human geography is and they're like the fact that you probably sat in the same or the similar place that you sat the first lecture and everyone was like boom mind blown but obviously the point being there um not that they're prof of the year but but the point being that you know, there are some things we do because it's it's just the way that we make life easier for ourselves. We form a pattern or do something that worked reasonably well. We weren't attacked or killed. And um, this is like to go back to like, you know, the saber tooth, the, the real basic mind. But, you know, we, we, we log that as like safe practice, you know, and then <laughs> yeah. and then we we don't bother to uh, necessarily look at how we can um soup that up or improve that we're just like no 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 we're not revisiting that (laughs) that route works that whatever works it was you know good enough which can you know has its pros and cons yeah yeah i don't know how we got here from gifts yeah i'm sorry i did i really (laughs) if we're looking at departures the thread (laughs) yeah if we're looking at uh like really um notable departures throughout the 30 or so episodes we've had gifts to human geography has to be up there yeah, it was oh. a strange one. Um, it was a strange one. So why don't why don't I back it up <laughs> to talk a little bit about I guess what where the anxiety comes from, and I can start if you want, and then you can take it, or you can start and, and I can take it from there. You sure. choose. It is my gift to you. Oh, nice. Um, I will accept <laughs> the gift um, of answering your question. I suppose. <laughs> um. So yeah, for me, it's primarily a a problem with giving gifts like of course it can be a little anxiety inducing when you receive a gift if you hadn't like planned on getting someone a gift or didn't know you were doing like a gift exchange thing that can be a little but um (laughs) (laughs) that that does really sum it up well i was gonna elaborate but i was like that noise that noise sums it up very well yeah um but for me with giving gifts it's like I feel like there's a lot of pressure of like getting something that like sums up how much you value them and but also is not something that they already have or would like is so ridiculously practical that they would just like buy it for themselves and of course like I'm a kind of practical person so like my mind goes to like you know let me buy a hand drill you know like let me buy something completely devoid of emotion but somewhat useful you know (laughs) and so like I don't know I am just really horrible at buying gifts especially for my parents you know I think it's hard with like you know people who are like middle-aged and upper middle class like what the hell am I supposed to buy you like I can barely buy myself like lunch like how am I supposed to show you how much I value you when you can get everything yourself and so I don't know I tend to do better with gifts if it's like if I can like turn it into like an experience, you know, if it's like, let me take you for lunch at this place or like, Mm -hmm. let me make you this meal. You know, that's a little more my wheelhouse, like when it's more 
just like about about having a nice day together and the day is the gift but uh in terms of like a physical gift I really put a lot of pressure on myself to like you know try to show people how much I value them but I am not creative when it comes to gift giving at all it's just not the way my brain works like I don't think in objects you know so Mm -hmm. yeah it just it's hard for me to give gifts so there's there's a bunch of overlap there with me I used to be more the same way as far as the experiences I used to buy concert tickets for Brie and I or you know this that and the other or to a restaurant we really wanted to go to or whatever and then I think eventually Brie was like just so you know like uh, sometimes I wouldn't mind like an item, you know, uh, because like, I think it's nice, but like, occasionally, it would be nice to get an item because and I I don't, of course, I'm defensive. So I I took it as like, oh, you think I'm getting a gift too. So I'm giving myself gifts, you know, probably that's the way I took it, uh, because I like to be good and defensive. But I think (laughs) literally, she was just saying like, I don't know, maybe like one in every 10 gifts could be an item. Um, Of course, you can't really give experiences now. No. So that's that's its own problem. <laughs> I think uh, what you touched upon kind of touched upon what I was hoping to get at, at some point and what I wrote down as the gift, uh, the gift giving catch 22, which is that part of the problem I feel is that if I love somebody a lot, I want to be able to communicate that in a gift. And I often find that I can't adequately communicate the amount of love I feel for them. I know this sounds lame, but I can't adequately communicate the amount of love I feel for them with an item. But the other side of that is if I don't give a gift, then they'll definitely don't think I love them. You know, so yeah. it's so it's that sort of like you're doomed one way or the other. I mean, once I've found a gift that I think someone will like, I, I do get pretty excited to give it to them and and I feel like I have some good understanding of, about that, but the the process leading up to that can be a little bit difficult, um, especially because, you know, I'm somebody who has I, a lot of things written on my whiteboard at, all the time and I, I really s- struggle at times to fit in the personal things that I need to do, you know, really actually need to do when I have so many things I professionally think I should do so it's like this constant scramble and then I start to feel shame for like you know maybe I'm not empathetic enough or not caring enough or I suck or you know like that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. I think by the time Christmas morning rolls around I'm like in an acceptable place but that you know like I, I also like I'm a big suck really when it comes down to it like while I give the gift like I probably will I don't know, whisper like, I love you. I mean, probably not that because they'd probably just be like, I'm going to find a new Christmas to go to. Uh, but but I think, I guess I'm just like the, the central tenant there being like, I don't think gifts are necessarily my love language. No. You know, so it's like, I feel like I like, I like those experiences because that's more my style. Like I would love to like create something on Canva and be like, I'm going to like do the day of your dreams or something like that. And and I, because I love to watch somebody's reaction throughout the day and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, I, I've, I've kind of touched upon a bunch of stuff there. So I'm sure you'll have something to say in response, but it's, it's, it's a bit of a complicated, um, it's a complicated thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting what you said about uh, empathy, you know, and feeling like, that's going to be the perception of you if you fail to get a gift. Because I feel like you're afraid of being like you don't have 
empathy. You don't have an understanding of what that person would like. You know, you don't have an understanding of their needs or their desires or what they already have. You know, it makes you feel if you fail or if in your mind fail, you know, because truly it is a cliche, but you know, it's the thought that counts. Even if something is pretty craptastic in terms of a gift, you're just like, well, that was nice that they tried, you know, it was nice. I think for me, I'm afraid of seeming like not super tuned in or like not sensitive enough by not Uh getting a gift that's like adequately personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I tend to think in pure like practicality a lot of the time and just like, well, what do I need? I don't really think about what I want a lot. I think mostly about what I need. And so when I try to apply that to someone else, it's kind of like I'm still looking through my lens of like need and necessity and not necessarily through the lens of what can I do for you like that you wouldn't normally do for yourself. I know that's kind of like the thought that I should be having about gift giving, but I don't I have a hard time thinking of what other people would want because I don't really even think about what I want a lot of the time. I pretty much go straight to need and I'm just not a very like indulgent person and anything but food. So like I'm not the kind of person who like will buy excessive like clothing or lotions or candle you know i don't buy things for myself to like treat myself really like it's just not something i do i'm just like i don't know i think i still have some issues with like scarcity mentality that i'm working out but um so for me it's really hard i think we both do i think we both do from 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 running your own show i think it's like I, I have a very firm grasp on what I need and I'm constantly running through a list in my mind of things I can like cut out to get leaner or invest in to get, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. so oftentimes like, I'm not sure leisure comes into it that much yeah. for me and, yeah. and maybe it should. Yeah. It's hard when you work for yourself because it's hard for you to like separate your income from your life, you know, and your work. Exactly. Like, whereas like, normally there's sort of like a layer of remove it's like oh you get your paycheck and i exchange like this number of hours for like this amount of money and it's always the same and blah 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 Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder when things kind of come and go ebb and flow and you're in charge of literally every aspect of that ebb and flow (laughs) and uh i think it can be you you build a more strained relationship to money and and that is also a thing too is like i'm not a cheap person but I don't like to waste things and I don't want to get a gift that won't be used and thus be wasted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I know. And I, I'm just thinking as we're talking about this too, like if somebody gets me a gift, I I also want to make sure that I'm I'm using it and showing them that I'm going to use it and all of this kind of stuff. Like I'm imagining somebody gives you this like, I don't know, ridiculously expensive lotion, like here, Allison, like your skin will glimmer like the stars, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I'm just imagining you being like, well, I got to make sure I use this freaking lotion now and send the the picture of me really enjoying it or something, you know? I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I mean, the, the one thing is my, my circle is pretty small now. So I, I just focus on thinking about something unique to, to get that person that shows that I know something about them, but then there's pressure around that as well. I don't know. It's helpful yeah. to have a partner to 
sort of go to the drawing board with a little bit. And the truth of the matter is when you, when you really break it all down, most of the anxiety I feel around Christmas is, is really my own doing. I know the people that I'm getting gifts for, they're, you know, my immediate family and so forth. And if I didn't even manage to get a gift, it wouldn't be an issue. You know what I mean? Like they, I would still be held, you know, and loved. Um, yeah. Not actually, because I won't be spending Christmas with my family this year. Um, <laughs> but uh, you get what I'm saying, you know, like yeah. the, the the pressure that I'm building up around gifts is, is really uh, imagined. It's something that I create because the people that I'm getting those gifts for, they wouldn't care one way or the other. At the same time too, I feel like all these people in my life that I'm getting gifts for do a tremendous amount for me all the time. And, you know, I think we've talked before about the complex that like, I, I have such a clear picture of everything that the people close to me do for me, but I, I don't seem to be able to put the same tallies for myself, you know, that I'm doing things for them or that it, 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 uh, it measures up in the same way. Mm -hmm. So I, that's just like a complex, I think. Yeah. Do you think it's an anxiety thing? I, I, maybe, maybe it is. I think Perhaps. it is. I think it is anxiety. Yeah. 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 So, you know, all those, uh, Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I could, I couldn't help myself. I, sh I should mention, you know, I actually, as I said before, like when push comes to shove, I really do love Christmas morning. And I, Ugh. I am, I am, you know, a little saddened that I won't be able to spend it with my family this year. But that's just the reality of where we're at. And I'll do some zoom in or some Skype in or something like that. And we'll just, uh, We'll make make the best of it. So I don't know. I guess the other thing too with with Christmas is like I wholeheartedly love the the soul of Christmas, like the idea of taking time off work to focus on the things that matter, and and it's a time of reflection and cheer and and love and good food and all that kind of stuff. Like that really computes and makes sense to me. But then like this like really heavy heavy capitalist sort of you're guaranteed to drop. Uh, you know, a heck load of money um, just because it's Christmas. I, I, I'm not sure I totally, like, I totally get on board with that side of it in the sense of like, it doesn't apply necessarily to this year. But like, I, I don't know, there was something affronting or like a little bit gross about going to like the the big malls of Toronto if I if I'm shopping and stuff and just seeing like the sheer rush and panic that the holiday creates for yeah. for buying. You know? Yeah. No, I hate. Christmas shopping for like exactly that reason is just I am a very sensitive person and I pick up on other people's energy a lot and I'm very susceptible to like levels of stress around me and I get like a low key whatever the opposite of a high is a buzzkill from, <laughs> from all of the fucking negative energy around me and the Christmas shopping, yeah. like just people like, you know, looking frantically for things and just, you know, all with a sour look on their face. Like, Oh my God, how much is this all going to cost me? But throwing it. elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is the last one. It's just like such a, I mean, it's just not my cup of tea and I always wait to the last minute. So like I actually, that, uh scale we use at the beginning is usually me but like say like 4 p.m instead of 11 p.m um 
But I'm pretty sure I've done like an almost midnight like CVS run to be like, shit, <laughs> I need to get something <laughs> for my sister. Let me grab a couple like nail polishes or something. And it's hard. Like it's hard to find good gifts, even for the people you know well. Like I much prefer gift giving when it's just like random and kind of like a fortuitous thing. I don't like the feeling of like, I have to buy you something because it's this day, you know? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times when I'm traveling, I'll see something that makes me think of someone and I'll just grab it because like, I think it's fun or funny or like cool or it reminds me of them or something. But I don't like to buy something because I feel obliged, you know? And um, so I don't know. I just, I tend to just get people like fairly generic stuff you know like I'm pretty sure I've gotten my dad like a blue scarf for the past like 12 years like I'm pretty sure every Christmas I get him a blue scarf like I just think that's just what I do now like (laughs) but he probably he's probably he probably appreciates that he's got a closet full of blue scarves yep yeah, they bring out his eyes. My dad has nice blue eyes, and I get him a blue scarf every year. And I, well, I see that's kind of endearing. <laughs> see, you know, that's like if if you had framed that differently, if you were like, you see, my dad has these beautiful blue eyes, and every year I get him a different blue scarf. I would have been like, oh, I'm gonna crumble like blue cheese, you know. <laughs> but 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 instead, you're like, I'm a piece of shit, and I get a blue scarf. You know, like I think it's all. It's all framing. Like my my dad adores books and I try and do something around books in some way every year. Like last year we got him a, like a book subscription where a bookstore in Toronto would send him a different book every month. And you know, it was, it was was fun. And I I think that's just part of understanding somebody like I, you know, your dad probably loves a blue scarf and I know my dad loves a book. Like it doesn't make us like, it's not like we're like shitty offspring because we've clearly understood uh, or created some tradition around that, I think. The scarf is I know it's like the perfect kind of low stakes gift because it's something that someone will for sh- sure use at least once or twice and probably use a little more often than that and actually integrate it. You know, it's something that's practical, but still feels slightly personal. So if any of yeah. y'all are listening, scarves are the best present. <laughs> <laughs> you that's little that's our that's our hot tip from this episode you figure out the person's eye color and then give the scarf that's applicable every year for 12 years <laughs> yeah just every year just yeah just, just every year from from here on out i think that would be i think that would be good yeah I, i'm i'm imagining as well though that kind of like the halloween episode where we're talking about how kids or younger members of the family around there's something else to be cheerful about you know like there's a certain magic you sure um, you sure about that chris i, I am sure as a, <laughs> as a former as a, as a former educator um there's a certain that like kids can be frustrating there's no question but at the same time too there's like a certain innocence and magic that i don't know i think it's like really adorable like yeah, I remember okay. like that's true. I would always buy my students presents, like because I I worked in special ed, so like I only had right. like six to ten kids, and it really depended like their their level of you know kind of like comfort and you know attention and 
like uh, finances within their family and stuff. But some of my kids, you know, they didn't quite, you know, get what they deserved really or didn't quite get enough attention or had a really loving parent, but their financial situation was really tough. So they weren't quite getting, you know, what most kids would would get. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to be able to do that for them. But I generally yeah. am apprehensive of children who I'm not extremely close to. <laughs> like Sure, sure. <laughs> children, but I think there is children as a general concept, I'm still warming up to. Like <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> we, well, we, I think we're gonna do an episode on on children at some point. Oh, but because yeah. oh. I'm like I'm excited about that part. Like I I know I'm lame and corny, but yes. <laughs> Because I like literally, I make up songs for Brie, you know, and like, I'm willing to admit, I was gonna say I'm a character that sounds a little too kind. I'm a little bizarre, but I I fully appreciate that about myself. But it's like, all of a sudden, with the arrival of a child, all these things that are weird are going to just make me a pretty fantastic dad. Like, That's true. I'm going to be singing and all kinds of stuff. I have a pretty lame sense of humor. Like, it's going to be pretty great. And I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm just thinking about how much more invested I'm going to be in Christmas morning when I know that I'm I'm really going to be able to bring joy to someone else's morning in life. Like my parents did such a good job of making Christmas morning great and and Christmas Eve as well. Like my brother, we had a tradition where like my parents would give us a video game or two and then we'd stay up all night playing video games together. And it was Aww. like our bonding time and had a great time with it. So I'm excited to sort of create those traditions and all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's, very much like that Halloween sort of thing where it's like, I'm not totally in love with the holiday, um, but I I certainly could be easily swayed to be in love with the holiday for a little being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not so sold there, but... <laughs> I really I, thought like, imagine if that speech alone just convinced you, you're like, all right, Chris, like I'm having kids now. <laughs> ugh, ugh, yeah, that'd be a lot of joke. pressure quite I'm, honestly I'm that would be literally cringing and like sucking air through my teeth and my shoulders have gone into my ears and i'm now at 25 you've made me okay. um, go from my break my zero to 10 rule but are you 25.5 or <laughs> i'm a million point five okay <laughs> now <I'm> for... <laughs> i just absolutely could not help myself <sighs> So where do you want to take it from here? Uh, Let's chat a bit about receiving gifts because I have a little bit of anxiety around receiving gifts. Like I don't want to receive something that I'm not going to use and have to feel guilty about. And like, just because I'm so strange, there are like a couple specific, very generic categories of gifts that I just will not use. Perfume. I get really bad migraines, even smelling other people's perfume. I cannot handle perfume. So it's like if someone gives me perfume, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that's, you know, a re-gift <laughs> or like uh, look at until I, you know, feel bad all the time. <laughs> and like I like, can barely tolerate jewelry, like even every now and then wearing a wedding ring, uh, there are some days where it just feels like my fingers are swelling up around it and like going to swallow the ring. I cannot (laughs) handle jewelry. I'm just too sensitive, like sensory wise. Like I hate clothes that have tags. Like I hate the feeling of like something being around my neck. I think it's a really common thing actually with anxiety because a lot of people I know with anxiety also have some like sensory sensitivity. And ADHD. 
Um, yeah, for, yeah. for sure. Like my, when I used to get ready, I'll hand this back to you in a second, because I know you yeah. had a little bit more to say there. But when I was a kid getting ready for school, my mom would have five or six pairs of socks ready because there were certain socks where they they just wouldn't feel right. And then eventually, I think she sort of was talking to, I don't know, maybe some other parents with, with kids with ADHD or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, like the sock thing, like, doesn't that drive you nuts? Like there's, there's a sensory yeah. thing there, which I always thought was ADHD. Uh, but, but I, I think that it doesn't mean, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. They probably, it probably applies to both. Well, honestly, I think that like the more and more research that comes out, the more they're realizing that like anxiety, ADHD, and autism are not like all the same, but there's like overlap and relation and stuff. And autism sensory processing is a huge thing with um, and OCD, kids with I autism. think as well, to some yeah. extent. Yeah. So all of these, um, like mental disorders and, you know, neurodivergences are definitely, they, they relate a lot to processing sensation. And for mm. me, um, just things overwhelm me super easily, you know, so really sure. strongly scented like perfumes and lotions. They just, even beyond just like the actual like physical migraine that I'll get, like I will just be overwhelmed by the smell. And then it like, it's almost like my brain is just going smell, 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 as like I'm trying to like intake other things. And it's like the same as when I'm wearing clothing that I like feel is uncomfortable or like jewelry. It's like feeling like sensation, tag, tag, itchy, itchy. You know, it's just yeah, like. It's, it's, the, um, it's the feeling that you can't like you, you other people can easily just be like, that's a, that's frustrating, comma, yeah. and move forward. But yeah. for you, it's just like, it's like same word, same word, same word, same yeah. word. There's no comma, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I like getting gifts, but I'm always stressed if it's someone who doesn't know me super well, um, because I'm just like, oh, I really hope that, you know, the forbidden three <laughs> have not been. <laughs> but those are like the most like kind of, you know, like those feel like the safe the gifts forbidden. to get someone, you know, <laughs> like, oh, like everyone likes a nice lotion, like nah, as long as it's unscented, <laughs> but like that kind of defeats the purpose for most people. And so, you know, for me, it's just, um, it's just a little bit of stress because I don't want to feel like I'm wasteful. If I feel like I'm going to feel like I'm wasteful, I'm going to feel ungrateful, even if I am grateful and say thank you and am gracious about it. Like, I'm going to feel like I'm an ungrateful piece of shit. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I have a preference. <laughs> Sorry, that escalated so well. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what I mean, though? Like, you know what you feel when you just feel like an ungrateful piece of shit? I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love that. Yeah. But for real, though, I do like uh, it escalates very quickly from like, this is so nice. Oh, my God. I'm never going to use this. Oh, my God. This smell. Oh, oh, my God. I'm thinking all these things. Oh, I'm a terrible person. Oh my God. Can they tell that I'm a terrible person? Do they know that I'm a terrible <laughs> And it just goes See, on think, and on. I think I'm too obvious and, and outspoken and like I, everyone just knows me like an open book in five minutes. So I think it's very easy to get gifts for me that I will love because like very rarely do I get a gift that isn't like spot on and I, and that I love. And then my anxiety is around like, like I get that like initial like, oh, I love it. But then it's like, I kind of feel like I have to say that 14 more times. <laughs> uh, like, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then it's like, and then I could be anxious about like, did I say it too many times or they think that I 
think I'm overcompensating. Like yeah. that's, that's my train of thought of like, it's like, I need to make sure that they know that I love them and I love this. But in the process, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just a mess with it. But I think, I think whether I like it or not, like my face sort of does give away what I'm feeling. And so hopefully people can take stuff from that. Like Brie always makes fun of me because when I see something on my phone that makes me happy, I break out into a smile while I'm typing. Mm-hmm. And so she'll look over at me and be like, what's making you happy? And I'm like, "How? what do you mean? How do you know I'm happy? She's like, you're sitting there with like a ridiculous grin on your face. <laughs> so I, I bet you the opposite's true. But I think I think the opposite is true, actually, because I sometimes I'll <laughs> I'll walk out of my office after like a tough day and Brie will be like, are you okay? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> I, I think in the first couple of episodes, you were comparing me to like a golden retriever or something like that. And I think that's, that's probably quite apt. I'm terrible at hiding emotions, but perhaps I'm that puppy that wants to like keep coming on the lap to be like, I, I love you though. Just don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. So, um, those are my my main anxieties about gift giving and gift receiving. I'm trying to think if I have anything else. But yeah, just like the blatant commercialization of mm-hmm. specific periods of gift giving. Like I also get like this with like Valentine's Day. I refuse to celebrate it. Like I just mm-hmm. I just don't. Things that are like personal, like birthdays, anniversaries, like I don't really mind that so much. Like I get a little bit of anxiety around it, but because there's not a whole like societal buildup that's like leading up to this day for a long time. Like I get kind of like rebellious against those kinds of things where I'm like, you want me to be merry and cheerful and listen to this music and shop at these stores and follow your agenda. No, you know, (laughs) I will not be happy on Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like the, that's like the anarchist in both of us that we've decided is like, yeah, you won't tell me how to feel and what to do. And I, yeah. I'm the same way with a lot of holidays as well. I just, I'm kind of like, um, sorry if you can hear construction trucks in the background or dump chops or whatever. But anyways. At least they're not leaf blowers. Exactly. A, a, a cacophony of leaf blowers. I guess my thing is just that I feel like I'm, I have this view of society that like um, things will be pushed as far as they can in a certain direction. And with Christmas, et cetera, like it's just going to continue to be pushed more into that sort of capitalist lane. And I think that there's, unfortunately, there's like a large faction of people that will try to make money off anything and everything. And so there's just going to be more and more pariahs. And and so I think, you know, in my head, I think of like the phrase, like there's like this erosion of the, the pure in holidays. And, mm-hmm. and I love the essence of holidays. I love the essence of, of the fun of dressing up for Halloween. And I love the essence of of giving thanks for, for Thanksgiving, although there's a bit of a complicated past to that holiday of coming around when it's cold outside and, and, you know, finding warmth with other people, you know, I I really love those things. But it's the peripheral aspects of that, that, you know, can frustrate me. I think, thankfully, my family's pretty good at focusing on that. The giving gifts in the morning is a fun thing. But like, I think most, mostly when, when, when we can all be together, we're just excited, to, as excited about my mom making a big breakfast afterwards. Mm-hmm. And there's like yeah. that, that like loving aspect to it. So I think, you know, for what it's worth, I really enjoy the holidays with my family. It's a, it's a shame I won't be able to do it this year, but it's, you know, it's mostly because we can't quarantine effectively this year because Bree's teaching and so that's all right next year. And I, you know, that, that's just fine. We'll find a way to celebrate. But, um, 
but I think my, my anxiety is necessarily how I celebrate Chris, Christmas, but it's just, I, like you, like, I feel like I get caught up in the, all the commercials I, like, overwhelm me, you know, because I feel like there's everywhere I look, there's a billboard that's like, don't forget to buy, spend even if you can't, you know, like put it on the credit card for happiness, <laughs> you know, and I, and I feel like that can overwhelm me, that, that sort yeah. of like incessant messaging. And then I think some of that messaging is 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 really based in psychology to make me feel like I'm not spending enough or I'm not, uh, you know, I'm worthless for not being more inclined to spend more, you know, and that yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, there's not that as much of that kind of messaging this year in particular, but because simply because you can't go out and spend as much. But I, I guess I'm just like, as I said, I, I really appreciate the the essence uh, of the holiday, but I'm I'm like perturbed almost by like the all the the frills yeah yeah and i i hate the part where it's like you find a gift right and then you look at am i spending enough you know and it's like you feel like you have to hit some at least i do yeah like yeah no 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 i think that's true thinking about like what to get my mom for for christmas and i found a pair of earrings that looked nice and i'm like oh they're they're only 30 dollars like i feel like my mom gives me more than $30 worth of things sure. for my birthday or my Christmas. So like I should get her more than, you know what I mean? It's like, right, I feel right, kind of yeah. like you have to match what you know other people do for you instead of like actually just focusing on the gift and the objects. And like, of course that really has no bearing on how much they're going to enjoy the gift. But, right. um, you know, it's I like, I, cra- I find one was- thing, no, sorry. It's just, I find one thing and then I'm like, oh shit, this isn't enough. And then it's like, I feel like I need to fill my cart with like other things that maybe aren't quite as good of a match, but just to be like, but look, I didn't just think you were like this worthy. I thought you were like this worthy, you know, look at all these things. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, capitalism, stop. Yeah. And sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I just got excited by the notion that I I think, I think that brings it back to from a point from before around you know, I think that's really created by us. Like, you know, because I, when I think about it, when you say that out loud, I feel the exact same way. I think like, oh, well, this person is worth more than this or whatever. But realistically, you know, that probably is just going to be thrilled to have the gift in there. And they're not going to know one way or the other if it was 30 or 50 bucks. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you should be cheap and buy $4, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever's. I mean, intent can get lost um, because you feel like you ascribe to yourself like, well, I'm a, what did you say before? Worthless piece of shit or like a unique yeah. or like a useless piece of shit or something like that. Something like, like you, that. Yeah. Like, like I think that's, that, that can be the problem with the anxious brain around gifts or whatever. It's just like, it can be way too easy to go from something which, which in and of itself is a beautiful thing. Like the idea of like, I'm going to exchange gifts. I'm going to think about what this person wants and we're going to exchange. And it's going to be lovely, but there's a little too many corners that you can walk down where there's just a big sign. That's like, you're worth this piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're not making enough. You're not spending enough. You're not giving enough. Um, but, but for the most part, it's the same thing we always deal with, with anxiety, which is like all of these voices, all of these billboards, we are creating them. Yeah. <laughs> Like we, we got them printed, we passed them through marketing, we got them, you know, like we put them up and then we walked straight down the alley where it was. 
basically. Although yeah. I don't know why you'd have billboards in alleys. <laughs> now that I think yeah, about it seems it. like a waste of money, personally. I'm not a billboard <laughs> specialist, but I feel I like maybe you'd that. get a little better mileage, literally, <laughs> out of a highway. <laughs> I was thinking maybe go to the like go to the place that you had that screaming fit today. Like that would be a better billboard place yeah. than than they, an alleyway. Yeah, that's a perfect billboard and public meltdown space. It's really a win-win. <laughs> you can have a public meltdown while you're putting up the billboard. In fact. <laughs> your your own billboard which uh which which will be insulting um okay so i think i think we covered some good ground there i think that was a pretty uh i know we covered a wide breadth of stuff i think probably yeah. we can switch into second last segment time which is our tips or anything kind of more helpful than us just sort of um <laughs> pointlessly lamenting what is already written in stone because Christmas will arrive no matter what. I'm not like, I'm not in the same level of Grinch where like, if I had the choice to ax Christmas, I would, you know, like that's not something I would do, but there are, yeah, I don't know, like my, I, maybe my lame side would come up. Maybe I'd ruin Christmas for everyone and be like, guys, let's all share our feelings about Christmas. <laughs> like there's got to be some let's equilibrium. Let's capitalism and create an anarchist society together. Yeah, I think, you know, for what it's worth, I feel like you and I could craft a pretty great, um, like, commune doctrine that, that I would, don't want I to commune with anyone, though. Okay, so then we, <laughs> well, what if we had, what if we had, like, separate housing and we communicated by, via alleyway yeah. billboards? <laughs> perfect. Sounds perfect. Are you, are you arranging this cult charter or should I? <laughs> we can we can start it together um okay. just Lovely. like the cult and i think i know there's potential here i guess people can comment and we're anxious about as to whether there's cult potential here <laughs> um but you know i don't know we, we'll just have to see how it all unfolds <laughs> so that certainly was not a helpful tip do no. you <laughs> do you have any like <laughs> any helpful tips tricks or just anything um around that around anxiety you feel around gifts or anything like that anything you want to underline circle etc cetera, etc cetera. um besides my completely stellar gift of always buying the same color scarf um i think that like it depends if this works for your specific person but i think that edible gifts are not not edibles <laughs> That can be a great gift for the right person and the right yeah. the right legal circumstances. Merry um, Christmas. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't know. I think like getting someone like a nice bottle of wine or like a nice um just something consumable, you know what I mean? Like, you know, or like a really nice bubble bath kind of thing if you know, if you know the person likes bubble bath, but something that you use and then finish and then don't have anymore. Because part of the thing I think we talked about this a bit on our clutter episode is like, it can be hard for people when they get a lot of things and they feel kind of obligated to hold on to them, even if they might not be like right for them. And I realized like, Oh, for the most part, actually, I prefer receiving things like experiences and things that I can like, you know, kind of use up than things that will just kind of lay around forever. And of course not everyone is like that. And some people will be like, you know, fuck you for buying me, you know, a box of chocolates, <laughs> like who, like that's so impersonal. But I think the right kind of like, you know, consumable gift can be like a really, 
don't know. It's something I like. I think it's like a, a nice option because it's not something you always think of. And to me, it kind of like takes away a little bit of the like capitalist, like accumulate, accumulate, accumulate kind of thing. Cause like, even though you still feel like compelled to buy something, it's not something that is going to just like take up space forever. It's like, it has a purpose. Like you are going to be hungry and want to eat something and you're going to eat it. Or like, you're going to take a bubble bath and use it. And then you're going to be done. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like those kinds of things. So just throwing it out there as an idea. Yep. Yep. I thought for a second, this is just a, you're going to think I didn't listen to a word you said, but (laughs) I, (laughs) I thought for a second there when you were saying accumulate that you were like, it just kind of sounded to me like you were skipping vinyl. You were like, accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate it. I just pictured you as a skipping vinyl there for a second. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, it probably just depends on the person. And at the end of the day, it's really hard to talk about this without being a cliche asshole. Um, you know, but I, I do think that, that like it is the thought that counts ultimately. It really isn't the the price tag. It's like, it's the, like, what's the little thing you can do to show that you care about that person. I mean, like literally one of my favorite gifts I ever gave was this, little bear that I gave Brie when she came to visit me when I was living in Norway. And it was just this like lame little white bear that had a heart and it said, Yael Skodag on it, which means I love you in Norwegian. And I still have it. It's actually in my office. It just says Yael Skodag. And it's like, that's something nice to show that I appreciate her. I went out to a little, you know, Norwegian shop and picked that up and, and I gave it to her to bring home. And so like, those are I think those are the things that matter. And, and and then the other thing, of course, is something I mentioned a bunch of times, which is just that I think the pressure that we feel is largely self-imposed. The people that love us, love us unconditionally. And, you know, you just do your best. And and I think everyone is just looking to feel, you know, as loved as they can on the day in whatever way possible. I guess that's just the way I should think about it more. But it can be a little bit hard when December 1st rolls around and, and you've already been inundated with that, like Christmas commercials for like four weeks and you feel like you're behind and you feel like everyone else has already got their stuff done. And, and then you ascribe yourself like because you're more prone to procrastination because you've got anxiety going on and so on and so forth. Then you feel like you've left it at the last minute and then you feel like you're the sort of person who doesn't care about others. And you like you craft this elaborate narrative, but I guess it's just important to remember that you know, probably like most things in anxiety, it, it is a narrative that you yourself crafted. It's not something that other people, you know, crafted for you. But yeah. I, I just want to, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Please go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to throw in this beautiful quote that I found before I forget. Um, it's a in-style article about people with gift anxiety. And I found my literal soul sister on here, Sydney, an account <laughs> clerk living in Connecticut. <laughs> if yep. you're listening, Sydney, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but this is what this she said. This for you, Sid. <laughs> First, I stress out that December is coming. Then I mentally shut down and request forcefully that we do not exchange gifts so as to save my poor, sad brain. When this fails, I go to stores and want to hurt myself and then remember the invention of <laughs> online shopping. Then I take a nap and suddenly it's too late to have anything shipped in time. Well done, Sydney. You've captured December. No one ever needs to write anything about December again. That is what December feels like. And actually, yeah, probably... Tulio and I decided not to do gifts this year for Christmas because like we're in lockdown anyway. So it's like, 
you know, it just doesn't make sense with cases being so bad in Bulgaria to like force ourselves to go buy gifts at a store. And we don't really trust the post system here. Like I receive about 25% of the packages I order, you know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) it's just not, it's just not a good vibe. It's just like, let's just skip it. And let's just like have a really nice day together that day and just say, Christmas is just about like spending time together, like making a meal and enjoying. It's not about gifts this year for us. I think that's, you know, if there's ever a year where we can just say, you know, fuck it, I'm going to do things my own way. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's, it's this year. And in a lot of ways, this year has forced us to, I mean, it's been, it's been a difficult, difficult year. It's forced us to, I don't know, bring things down to the bare bones and remember, I think, remember what actually matters. And the, the way you're celebrating sounds like it reflects that you're just focused on spending time with each other. And I think that's great. And everyone will figure out a way to celebrate Christmas as best they can, whether that's in person or online or whatever. One can only hope that the, the cumulative impact will be that Christmases in the future will be sort of imbued with uh, a little more of what actually matters, or at least that is my hope my the optimism i'm holding that uh, maybe we can maybe all of this will will push away some of the 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 crawling insidious capitalist greed (laughs) sorry i'm I'm like i don't i don't want to go back to the anarchist commune Uh, i feel like you just uh, turned into like a caricature of like a like a soviet spy yeah I know. I mean, it happens. It's kind of like a once a day thing. Uh, We try to avoid it. uh, But (laughs) Brie knows there's going to be one sentence a day where it's like, you got to go back to uh, 1980s USSR, Chris, because (laughs) this doesn't work in Canada in 2020. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think that's a solid place to wrap things up. Um, If we have any new listeners, uh, the way that we always end things is by patting ourselves on the back. And usually it's for something that's happened in the week since we last recorded. Um, but obviously it's been a difficult week for you. So feel free to choose another time if you prefer or whatever you want. Uh, or, or I can go first and buy you a second if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I'll think about it. Yeah, I was really hoping you wouldn't take <laughs> me up on that. Yeah, you <laughs> Chris, you should know that if I'm given any opportunity ever to procrastinate, <laughs> I will. Like I will jump on it. Even if, I actually did honestly have an answer prepared, but like I'm I'm still gonna stall just in case I come okay. up with a slightly better answer in the next like, you know, forty five seconds. So Good. And and you should know that I offer niceties, but don't mean it. You know, this is this is well, I know, but I still take advantage of it anyway because I know you're too Canadian to fight me on it. Yes, this is true. So I will indeed go first. What am I patting myself on the back for? I'm patting myself on the on the back for actually getting my head in a place where I'm starting to look at 2021 and and not feeling like it's just gonna be some sad replica of 2020. I, I really don't know what the next year is going to bring. And I know there's going to be challenges there, but I also know that I've grown a lot this year. Um, not the way I wanted to, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like the best way I could equate it is like, I've really toughened up the soles of my feet by rocking on sharp rocks all year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sort of thing. So I'm, I'm going to walk into the new year with tougher feet. And I also think, I'm a little bit more comfortable with the fact that I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm going to struggle and that's okay. Like we're all struggling. So that's, that's fine. I guess that's just, that's what I'm patting myself on the back for is I finally this week, maybe after getting through the turbulence of last week, I've sort of evened out a little bit and I'm started, I'm starting to be able to look towards the new year and not just feel dread. I feel like maybe things will normalize or whatever, but I also, I'm starting to feel like that I got through the things that were thrown at me this year. And so if I can get through that, you know, hopefully I can get through the following year and I, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, I don't speak in definites anymore after 2020, you know, but I know that, uh, I know that I have some strength inside of me to tap into. And, and so that's comforting in some way. And and I hope that I'll carry that, uh, you know, I, I will do my best to bring that into the following year. And there's, I don't feel all doom and gloom, you know, I'm, I'm ready to ring in the new year. I think, I think we were even talking, we, you know, we keep in touch during the week. We don't just talk when we're recording. And I think you were saying like, I was going to do this in 2020, but like, I think I'm going to hold off um, <laughs> because I think it was like a doctor's appointment. You're like, I think yeah. I'm like not going to do it in 2020 because I just can't bear any more. <laughs> I can't like, trust news. this year. I cannot yeah, exactly. trust this year. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess I'm ready to figure out if we can trust next year and I think I'm getting to that place. So yeah, I think that's worth patting myself on the back for because last week, I think I felt like the remainder of 2020 could have been its own eternity. And now this week feels to be rolling by a little bit better. And I certainly don't mean any disrespect to you because I know that you're having the week I had last week, but I guess you can take solace in the fact that uh, perhaps next week you will be at 2.5. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do if the point only. Five. If only. I had, I, had to do the two, I had to do the 0.5 thing one more time. I think I've bought you ample time, Allison. So yes. I am going to expect... <laughs> just a magnificent answer oh uh, well you're gonna get middling not magnificent <laughs> but all right oh uh, no it was my um it was my birthday last week and so um you know in the midst of all the crappiness that was happening like I obviously wasn't feeling super celebratory but like I think I instead of getting sucked into like a pity vortex I think I was able to like appreciate that I was like having the best birthday that could reasonably be expected of me and mm -hmm. like it was a decent day and like I appreciated like what Tulio did for me like he got me some surprises and arranged some things and did his best to like you know make a day in lockdown feel better when like a lot of things that we would normally do we couldn't do or I wasn't really in the mood to do um so yeah I just think that I ended up having a better day than I expected because like normally I kind of build up a little bit of like pressure for my birthday like you know I expect it to be like this great day and I want to like you know have it be memorable and all these things and I was just able to sort of like take the pressure off of my birthday for a change and just be like it's fine if this is just another day and I'm just gonna try to enjoy it like as much as I can while like also not really expecting much of anything because 2020 and so it was like it was just nice you know so I guess I'm patting myself on the back for like not having like a childish tantrum on my birthday <laughs> you know <laughs> what I think that's that's yeah that's a huge win and I just added my birthday to our list of potential topics for the future yeah. because we can talk about a yeah. lot of that down the line but 
I think, you know, the fact that you found some moments to celebrate that you've gotten through this year and, and all of that stuff, I think that's uh, that's well worth celebrating because I know I messaged you and uh, just kind of made sure you had an okay day and you're like, you know what? It was as good as it could have been under the circumstances. So that yeah. seems very much worth patting yourself on the back for. And uh, I guess I can just go ahead and wish a happy birthday to you from myself again and from the whole Anxious About community. Um, and uh, if anyone is interested in being a part of that community, we're at We're Anxious About on Facebook. Um I don't know where I'm going with this, so I will. <laughs> I, I will guess, sign off awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will sign off awkwardly. Uh, I guess just uh, we'll let everybody know that if you do like what we're up to, make sure that you um, subscribe and maybe share it with somebody else who might enjoy the things we're talking about. Um, maybe not if they are a huge fan of Christmas or Halloween. But <laughs> they'll just be like, know. "Who are these anti-capitalistic Grinches?" Yeah, these these people this are like propaganda absolute... designed to make me overthrow the system. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you pointed me in the direction of two absolute curmudgeons. Yeah. I... This is uh... funded by the KGB because they seem really against capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think at this point, like we're willing to entertain most sponsors. So yeah, like yeah. if if the KGB comes the in with a strong, right, you know, yeah, yeah. If the price is right, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, we wouldn't be the first people that sold out to the KGB. So True. I think we can. True. Bring it on. It's something to think about. Yeah, bring it on. Well, um, <laughs> I guess uh, don't let us ruin your Christmas or gift giving. You enjoy the hell out of it if you yes. want to. You do you. Um, but uh, thanks for letting us do us. That seems like a good place to sign off. So yes. thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Um, we got nothing but love for all the people that tune in and listen to us. So thanks guys. All the very best. And we'll catch you next week.